Hi folks, my name is Girish Valley, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today, we are going to be talking to you about mentoring, life. Life is too short, isn't it? And I think it's too short is because we don't appreciate life. So we have this guest today, and his name is Troy. I think I've met him on, on one of the websites, I'm not really sure, and then we connected. We connected maybe a couple of weeks. And I'm telling you, we're like friends now. We're chit-chatting, we're understanding each other, and we're becoming great friends now, even offline. So, Troy, how are you? And thanks for coming on Back to Basics. I'm very well, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you again. So, before we get into the basics of Life is Too Short, and the mentoring, and the mindfulness, and everything else we're going to talk about, what does Back to Basics mean to you? Me, back to basics is about returning to nature, aligning with nature, with the cycles, the rhythms of nature. And that means our true nature and what we perceive as nature outside of us, etc. Yeah. I would add too that to the degree that we do return to it, the degree that we align with it, we are in harmony, we are in flow, there is a much higher possibility, if not probability, that we are going to thrive. Hmm. To the degree that we live outside of nature, disconnected, again, our own nature, the rest of the natural world, etc., we suffer. Hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. It seems like I ask the same question to almost every guest of mine, and it looks like it's every answer is very different from everybody. So thank you again for your input and your insight uh, on that. So thank you again for that. So You're Troy, welcome. So you call yourself a mindfulness mentor but the mindfulness comes in different different angles it comes with life business and health can you elaborate yes. and discuss uh, individual in three different parts as to how different is it or is it kind of the same thing it's kind of the same thing um, mindfulness mentoring is one aspect of what i do and it overlaps with everything else but it's also sort of distinctive um, and then these these labels, as far as applying mindfulness in our lives, um, uh, they start to dissolve. They start to fall away as I start engaging with someone and we reach a, a certain level of connection, perhaps some kind of state of absorption. Because mindfulness, as, as I define it, it's certainly not the only definition, uh, but it's a working definition that might, but that might serve some of your viewers. Uh, it's, it's moment to moment non-judgmental awareness of all of our internal dynamics and all that we perceive outside of us. Hmm. So of course that has broad application. We can bring that into any and all aspects hmm. of our lives. And, and uh, it's a richer, fuller, more peaceful experience uh, uh, of, of life if we do so. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, thank you again uh, for that. So let me, let me ask you this, and, and this question has come up uh, several times uh, uh, on my Back to Basic Clubhouse that I've also had. And there was a title in there that I created called um, Is Self-Love a Selfish Thing or Is It Needed? So what do I mean by that? What do I mean? So do I take care of myself too much that I don't care about others? Or is it okay to love yourself and care for yourself? The latter. If you are attending to yourself too much, 
as you say, whatever that means, that's not love. Then you're getting into some kind of obsession, you're ruminating, there's narcissism. I mean, those are extreme examples. Yes. But self-care, self-love, it's the way you express your heart energy in part to yourself, how you honor what you are as part of the whole. And that is essential in part because that will determine the quality of how you can give your love to others, how you can take care of others. In other words, if, we, if we're not really taking care of ourselves, we can't really take care of others. We can to a degree, to a certain extent, on some levels, but if we're not giving that to ourselves, there's no way we can really be fully present uh, and in service to, to anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you take that same scenario into the business world, you are doing whatever you're supposed to do as a project uh, person, okay? Now, if okay. I'm trying to help out Troy or I don't help out Troy, does that mean that I'm selfish because I don't want to share knowledge with you? What are your thoughts on that part? It doesn't necessarily mean you're selfish. I mean, there is something to be said for, for holding back, uh, for being discerning, all of this. I can't speak to this generally because there's always exceptions. Right. But in general, in general, having an orientation in the workplace of, of wanting to serve the greater good, wanting to take care of everyone, wanting everyone to succeed and thrive, uh, looking for the 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 uh, most kind of um, let's see the greatest strengths, as it were, and and someone else recognizing those, speaking to those to that person, and 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 also in a in a kind, supportive way, um, bringing forth the things that they could stand to look at and work on more. Mm. Um, that's that's a recipe for success in the modern business world, increasingly so. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you take that same scenario for health, as you yes. notice, I'm, I'm doing in three different divisions from your life yeah. and business. Okay, so from your health point of view, a person who has cholesterol issues, uh, blood pressure issues, who wants to take care of himself and taking everyday walks and all that stuff, and fully obsessed with taking care of himself and not think for others is that selfish or is that self-caring what are your thoughts on that again i think it depends on the on the specifics of the scenario um let's just say that that person has realized that they have engaged in a certain amount of self-neglect yeah. and that they haven't been available as available for others um, as a result and uh, maybe they're disconnected, etc. Then perhaps a period of intensive focus on one's well-being is in order. In other words, it's the it's uh, the classic adage that sometimes we have to be selfish to be selfless. That's right. So there's a time and a place to focus more on ourselves, and there's a time and a place to focus more outwardly, uh, and and that is all part of the. The, uh, the inherent balance of life and part of honoring the natural flow, the natural order of things. But I guess there's a thin line. I guess we, you know, there's no book <laughs> regarding a thin <laughs> line. But what, when is the, the thin line that you just cross or don't cross? Again, I think it, it takes mindfulness, and that is moment-to-moment -moment awareness hmm. and, and not blocking what you perceive with judgment. Yeah. At least, at least parking that judgment until it actually serves. 
and just recognizing is is what i'm doing now in in harmony is this is is this the best thing all things considered and it ultimately gets to um a kind of intuitive state ideally you're you're kind of surfing through life largely based on intuition and only engaging things like your rational mind etc when it serves and and that then becomes at least one way that we are guided or receive guidance through intuition yeah yeah thank you thank you again for that uh, troy for making us understand between the life business and uh, mental health that there are three different aspects of it uh, but it could be the same answer too at the same time so and people need to understand that too um, so yeah thank you again for that troy so welcome so the the website or i should say the the company that you have is uh, wwc that's what i'm calling calling it <laughs> okay yes. so uh, yes. wisdom warrior coaching can you explain yes. as to what type of questions do you get and what type of uh troubles do you get let's say the top three uh so then you can uh, guide me in that way go ahead ah sure uh, let me just add a little bit to what you just said to kind of wrap things up, at least in my own head. Sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's all life. It, it's all life. And the, there's, a, there's yet another old adage that I really like is that the way we do anything is the way we do everything. Yeah. So there are certain states of being that we can cultivate or more accurately access. And then in doing so, we can bring that to, you know, our entire arena, all of the spheres of influence that, that we inhabit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you again uh, for that. So, sure. so now regarding the, the the website and the foundation, what are the top three issues do you get from from people? Mm, yes, great question, and and one I hadn't really considered before. Um, so hopefully they'll come forth as I d describe them. Often I will find it's certainly in like a life coaching context. I will find that people are feel either misguided or at a crossroads and they recognize that uh, in order to move forward with their life uh, they need greater focus on something mm -hmm. they need to connect with what it is that really inspires them um, so that's that's one thing um, often as far as obstacles are concerned family dynamics are huge uh, people have issues with their their, their families or their sort of intimate others. And, and these are often complexities. Uh, uh, they serve as blocks for people. Um, and then in a corporate context, um, yes, that's probably, a, they're probably a bit easier to identify. Uh, Work-life balance is a huge one, mm. uh, but also managing their relationships uh, with their colleagues mm. is, is another really, really prominent one. And speaking of, you know, being in alignment with nature and such, I mean, the corporate world in general, um, with the exception of a few very progressive elements, say startups, tech and Silicon Valley or something, uh, are often based on a lifestyle that is out of alignment. So you have, you have people with enormous amounts of demands on them, not enough balance built into the equation for themselves. And most of them are doing remarkably well at managing it, but still you are trying to, uh, you know, align with, with 
with nature within an unnatural environment. And that's a, an enormous challenge that I think underlies most people's uh, issues in that context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, most of the pharmaceutical uh, companies that I've heard in the last maybe couple of years now, it's, it's even pre-COVID, uh, what I have noticed, um, they take half days on Fridays during the summer. So they work till 12, 1 o'clock, and then they're done for the, for the summer. The mm. other aspect that I've actually seen also is that they take one week in last week of December because that's the holiday time. Because they feel, and they still get paid. So, so it's, it's more of, um, uh, what is it, rebooting or s something like that to, to get a new perspective after, uh, after all day's work and I think coming back and with a refreshed mind. I think that's the thought process that the pharmaceuticals are doing. I don't know about the 500 companies, they, you know, the Silicon Valley <laughs> companies. Uh, but the pharmaceuticals, I can definitely vouch for because I have seen uh, they are doing that for employees. And they have actually put that on the health book as that's what they're going to be doing. Uh, so it's a very different uh, lifestyle that we're coming up with. And I think it's kind of needed too, don't, don't you think? I do. That's wonderful news. And I do see the progression towards that, the movement towards that. Some companies are a little more on the dinosaur side of things. That's and right. Will either will either die out or they'll evolve and morph accordingly. But the way we've been doing things, not, not only in the corporate world but the world as a whole, as most of us will agree, uh, are unsustainable. So we're going to have to make fairly radical shifts in fairly short order if we're going to survive one and two thrive. And um, thus, there's a lot of yeah rapid change that's afoot. And that's obviously where things like the coaching professions really come in handy to facilitate that uh, for any given individual group organization. Yeah, thank you again, Troy, uh, for that. Um, I was reading your, your website and, and, and one of the, the lines or one of the words uh, they were saying, see the dark. Can you explain that a little? What does that mean? Because when I see see the dark, I think of Halloween and darkness. <laughs> so well, it's the season <laughs> it is a season yeah so tell me yeah i think that's from my my bio and i was kind of riffing on uh what apparently were my was my first complete phrase in life according to my mother which was see the light and i was actually just sort of standing and i pointed up towards a light bulb and i said see the light and that was my first phrase or question or whatever it was and um and at that you know, looking back, that was very symbolic. It's very indicative of what has been my life path, looking for it in various ways and helping others to see it, wanting others to see it. Mm -hmm. um, and as part of that journey, it's not all fluffy bunny rabbits, as the English say. That's right. As part of that journey, I had to really explore my darkness and the darkness in the world. And I'm not saying there's absolute evil or anything like that, but more accurately, my shadow side and to acknowledge it and to bring it forward. And as someone who likes to focus on the light uh, and as is the case with most people who, who uh, lean in that direction, uh, we tend to stuff the darkness away as soon as it's not in our face. Of course. As soon as we don't actually have, to, you know, we, we somehow the sun gets blocked for a moment. That's right. Um, but in doing that work and looking at our shadow, 
sides and, and looking at the, the ways that we're disconnected, et cetera, we free ourselves up to the degree we're willing to be with it and work with it and tease it apart and let it go. We free up space so that more of that light can shine in and there's less and less of that dark to, to see, to look at. So it, it's, it's like saying, isn't it like a, a Zen thing that it's a yin and a yang, good and bad, uh, light and dark? There's always something. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's evil. There's always good and bad and right and left. Uh, does that make sense? Uh, so Absolutely, it does. So is that the thought process that you came up with uh, on, your, on your bio regarding the see the light and see the dark? Well, that was my own kind of particular take on it. But yes, it does fit in with speaking of cycles and rhythms in nature. They've been identified by many cultures throughout history. Um, it does fit in with that. The, the yin and yang examples um, are particularly good because the, the symbol is, is really profound. Uh, both are contained in the whole. For one, the yin and the yang, yeah. the, the white and the and the light and the dark, yeah. and then there's a dollop of each in the other. That's right. Meaning there is no absolute. And yes, that's yeah. To answer your question simply, yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> that's exactly yes. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you again. So, let me step back a little. How did you start this whole thing, and or did you just wake up saying, "I'm going to be a mentor"? Certainly not. That would be an enormously arrogant uh, <laughs> thought to start dwelling on and building That's right. on. That's right. It happened very slowly, and it's been a, an enormously humbling process uh, to, to get to the position, to arrive at the position where people perceive me as such, and that I'm able to serve well in, in that capacity. Um, you know, I know that for a lot of people, uh, uh, it seems like everyone and their uncle is a coach these days and it's still very much a wild west industry and that more or less anyone can hang a shingle as it were and call themselves a coach or a mentor or, or anything else again if i haven't said it already it's unregulated mm -hmm. for me i never had that aspiration uh, at all and certainly not based on anything i saw around me but i did have a really special uh, almost magical relationship with uh, a man who has been an executive coach at a very high level for almost 40 years. And about 20 years ago, I was at a Buddhist meditation retreat at a, at a monastery. And this man, he was an American man, and, and this was abroad, but he had been a monk there as part of his very interesting past. And I just found him so compelling, riveting even, just radiant, charismatic, wise, playful, funny, and I was, I was just very taken with this guy and curious, like, wow, what source is he plugged into, as mm -hmm. it were? Mm -hmm. and, and that began a, a long period of time over quite a number of years off and on where he essentially served as a mentor to me. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it, it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns. Um, he was very honest with me and he would call me on my on my stuff. Um, I remember one occasion uh, where I was sort of brave enough to ask him if he thought I could ever do anything similar to what he did. And he said, no, not yet. Mm -hmm. You haven't felt your suffering enough. 
you haven't really gone there and felt it. I'm not saying that you haven't suffered. I'm just saying you haven't experienced it. You haven't allowed yourself to experience it. And as a result, you're carrying around way too much ego to defend against it. Hmm. And, you know, it was like, to my ego, certainly it was an affront. It was sure. shocking. It was hurtful. But I recognized, even in that, the truth of what he said. So I, I took that bone and I gnawed on it and licked it and broke it apart over quite a few years, checking back with him periodically. And finally, there was a point when we met and he, he just paused and he looked at me and he said, ah, you're ready now. Hmm. And, and that conversely was a really wonderful experience. But of course, at that point, my ego didn't need the validation because I already was aware of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The humility, enough humility was there to recognize the truth of it. Yeah, so I, it, it seems like you found um, a purpose. You found uh, uh, that the mind is not in the vessel. The mind is away from the vessel. Uh, I think that's where you found your answer. Is that correct? You could put it that way, yes. And I realized that I was providing quite a bit of backstory and I didn't necessarily get to your to your question. So um, at that point, several years ago, seven, eight years ago or, or something. Now, keep in mind, I had been uh, working uh, as a yoga teacher trainer and I had been in service in various capacities and indirectly serving as a coach and, and, and mentor, but not sort of officially um, as it were. Um, but at that point, I was able to connect with the organization that had formed around this, this mentor that I mentioned and start refining my skills and building them and exploring it. And at first it was like, I don't know if I can do this, um, but the more I did it, the more rewarding it was, the more uh, enjoyable it was. And I, I, would, I would say that the more skilled I've become. Hmm. So I think it's more of uh, experiences which kind of helped you in a way and listening to other different people in different scenarios. So do you have like a small database to help you on, on certain things? Or is it more inside of you uh, when it comes to these things? Hmm, good question. Uh, increasingly, with age, etc., and with experience, I have more of my own experiences and just a, a kind of body of, of knowledge that I've, that I've absorbed that I can draw from. And I can sort of cross-reference and, and, you know, connect various sources. But I'm always gathering new information and, and absorbing uh, as much as I can, even though my, my discernment is, is higher. Um, but that actually helps. It makes the process more efficient. I can sort through a lot of things that don't resonate or at a different, or at different levels and such and just sort of extract the things that are most helpful for me, but most importantly for other people. Yeah, yeah, thank you again, Troy. One last question, if you don't mind. The, the last sure. question is, what ignites you to help people? Mm. Love. Mm. That's it. Simple I can elaborate. Okay. I can yeah. elaborate if you like. Please, but please. It, it's, it's love, it's love. To the degree that we do the work required to open our own hearts, we are connected with everyone else, everyone else's heart. And I know what it's like to suffer. And I know what it's like to feel joy. And I know what it's like to, to feel connected to the highest heights and the lowest lows. And there just comes a point in, in the evolution of a soul or a person, as I see it in my experience, where there is really nothing left to do, but to serve 
others. And I don't just mean other people, I mean everything, everything, inanimate objects, everything, to serve as well as we can, as much as we can, in every moment that's available to us. And that's a very simple but powerful guiding principle. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's as simple as that. Uh, love, I guess. So thank you again. Back to basics. Back to basics. It has to be back to basics. Thank you again, Troy, for uh, coming here on my show. But before you leave, do you have any last words for my back to basic uh, viewers and, and watchers that we have here? Mm. Be at peace. Be at peace. There is order, even in seeming disorder. The world is perfectly imperfect by design. Be at peace. Well, thank you. Thank you again, Troy, for coming on my show and uh, making this brighter for me. And, and I'm, I really enjoyed chatting with you. I enjoyed chatting with you offline also. And it's, and it's great. So thank you again. And definitely we will stay in touch. Definitely if I have any questions about uh, love, business, and health, I will definitely contact you with the WWC website that you have, uh, which is, uh, you want to say the website before we uh, leave today? WisdomWarriorCoaching.com. There you go. Thank you so much, Troy, for coming here, and uh, God bless on whatever you're doing, and just enjoy what you're doing, and, and keep on igniting people, or should say igniting yourself <laughs> at the same time with all the fire that you have. So thank you again, Troy. Mm. Thank you so very much. Thank you. So guys, we spoke with Troy today and we talked about the basics of life. We talked about the basics of business and health and how you should ignite yourself with passion, love, caring. That is all we're trying to say. And just be mindful. When someone needs help, there's no shame of calling someone saying, I need help. Because you know what? There are stereotype people around the world that you go for help and people think that you're a mental patient. That's not true. Just care and make sure you get help. That's the main thing that we're trying to say here. As usual, as always, there is a quote of the day from Back to Basics, and here's the quote of the day. The quote is, the mind is not a vessel that needs filling, but wood that's need igniting. That's what we are talking about, igniting yourself with a whole bunch of care, whole bunch of love, and that is all we care. And guys, just remember, you gotta do what I should do, is we should love each other. Back to Basic needs all the love and support from all the listeners and viewers. And just remember, what do I always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless. Keep on commenting, good, bad, ugly, either way. It will make my show stronger. And I will bring out three main things in this show. Great content, great guest, and definitely the awesomest host as ever. Guys, take care. God bless, and I will see you next week.